summer yeah. of 2020. Yeah. We are now three years, three years past this incident. Mm -hmm. And this is when the lawsuits are coming about. Hey guys, welcome to Whiskey, Lead and Steel. Feelings hurt while you wait. The official podcast of Aggressive Defensive Solutions. I'm Lee Curling. With me as always, Rick Sutton. So today, Rick, we are going to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse's latest legal troubles. Shocking. Shocking. Yeah, shocking. shocking. And, and go into kind of kind of some downstream things with that. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Right? Kind of the... The, you know, the, the, the long, the long, the long tail of being in a shooting incident. Yeah. So left of bang, <clears throat> point of bang and to the right of bang, which we've said this before, does not get nearly enough attention. Right. So, you know, there were two civil lawsuits that, that were, that were filed, um, earlier this year. Um, the father of John, uh, Huber and uh, another one by Gage Grosskreutz. I think that's the, the correct pronunciation. Yeah, Grosskreutz. Uh, yeah. He's Italian. <laughs> Grosskreutz. Yeah, and then um, and then just recently in August, uh, the, the the estate of Joseph Rosenbaum filed a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. so, so those of you can can see the, the notes, I, I want to make sure that, you know, I, I get the any of the words right or quotes right. There, yeah. There's a few in here. Um, now let's let's... Let's talk real quick. Let, mm -hmm. Let's break onto yep. that one. So it is September, mid-September 2023. Yes. When did the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting happen? Spring of what, 2020? It was this summer, yeah, summer of 2020. Summer right. of 2020. Yeah. We are now three years, three years past this incident. Mm -hmm. And this is when the lawsuits are coming about. Mm -hmm. This is why we have said time and time again, you know, what happens in the instance in the, in the, the worst possible moment that you can have in your life. If you're, if you're John Q citizen, um, 25 months later, 12 people who aren't smart enough to get out of jury duty, decide whether or not you get to give away, give all the money you'll ever hope to have. With a lower bar. Yeah, with, with a considerably lower bar. Mm -hmm. So the thing to remember about this is, as, as we, and we'll talk about this, but, you know, the event is not over once the police let you go home. Yeah. So, so the, the, it's kind of the, the yeah. what I've got in here is, is and, and is surviving the gunfight is just the beginning. Yeah. Right. And <clears throat> based on the, the things that we've said, you really have to win you know, I wrote, you know, win the trifecta, but really, yeah. you got to win the triple crown. It, it is, really it is. is really winning the triple crown. Yeah. It's, you have to win the gunfight. Mm -hmm. That allows you to move to the next stage, which is defending yourself and winning the criminal lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And then finally, you have to win the civil law suit, parenthesis S. Yes. Right. Yes. There maybe one, and in this case, right now he's facing three mm -hmm. of, of you know based on you know from either the the individual and or family members of, of those that you know that he he was engaged in defending himself against. Yeah. Um, and and we we always 
talk about this. We, you know, we always talk about the surviving the incident is not, it's not just enough to win the gunfight. No. Right. And if it does, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, I don't want to go too far yeah. afield, but, but we talk about, you know, a lot of the stuff that when we talk about defensive, you know, a defensive posture and defensive, it's not about defending yourself, but making sure you are putting yourselves in, you're putting yourself in the right position mm-hmm. to be able to not only win a gunfight, but be able to defend yourself yeah. right downstream. Yeah. So, but you know, a couple, a couple things on, you know, that, that Rittenhouse has said or what was said about him here recently and said, one thing that he said was, if they can do this to me, a 20 year old kid who has no financial assets, they can do this to anybody. They can do this to somebody who has an established career, who has money, and they take all their money. And then Rittenhouse added, if they take me down, they will take the rest of us down with them. Now, I'll let you talk about that in a second, but one thing I'm gonna say on that is, we have a, the the tort process in, in the United States is, is, Sue, sue early, sue often, right? And again, we talk about the fact that this, this is the difference between, you know, well, you say, you know, you, you, you sued into homelessness and live under a bridge, right? That's right. Or a box. Um, but the other, you know, I think it's a little bit of hyperbole to go, if they can take me down, they can take the rest of us down. This isn't about him, right? This, this happens every day. Mm-hmm. all day long of individuals that are in any type of that have survived any type of criminal suit with a victim mm-hmm. being sued by a victim is is normal yes and and but it is something that that we all need to take into account when you're looking at your defensive posture that this is not a possibility and not a probability, but the assumption is it is going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you want to on that quote. Yeah. If you got if you got any other thoughts there, but yeah. So, <laughs> so the first thing that we need to understand is, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna get on my soapbox just a skosh. Um, what is the typical pre-politics career of every member of the legislature? The vast majority of them are attorneys. So attorneys get into the legislature so they can write laws so that the laws benefit attorneys. That sounds amazingly cynical, and I understand that. And as a second-generation cop, I think I've earned the right (laughs) through observation to be able to say that's exactly the case. But the other thing that we got to remember is, and, and you said something about, you know, being sued by the victims. So we're an extremely litigious society, Mm -hmm. Uh, good, bad, or indifferent. We are a litigious society. Oddly enough, this is one of the things where there is a departure if we stop to think about this. So in all of the time that I spend as a police officer, I don't ever recall the victim of a robbery suing the person who was convicted of robbing them. Okay. I don't ever recall anybody who was maliciously assaulted suing 
the person who assaulted them. I've never heard of anybody who was the victim of a burglary suing the convicted burglar. Almost every time a police officer shoots somebody and is cleared of criminal wrongdoing, they and their organization get sued. Almost every time that a police officer or a law enforcement officer has to fight somebody who is being arrested either on a warrantless arrest or a warrant arrest, warrant service arrest, and they have to fight the person into a set of cuffs, and then they are exonerated by internal affairs and or the investigating organization to ensure that they didn't break the law or that they didn't violate policy, they're often sued. So Kyle Rittenhouse, for the record, was tried. Now, he was unofficially tried in the court of public opinion. Mm -hmm. And I don't know exactly how that went because that was an extremely divisive uh, uh, conversation during an extremely divisive time in our country. But he was tried and he was found not guilty of all criminal activity against the people who, by the admission of him being found not guilty, had in fact attacked and assaulted him. This is important. We have video footage and we have court testimony that says the people that Kyle Rittenhouse shot attacked him, mm -hmm. thus causing him to shoot them. And those people or their estates are now suing Kyle Rittenhouse. If you have a concealed weapons permit and you carry a gun to defend yourself or your loved ones or society in general, you need to take stock of that. We have mm -hmm. said, we, we, we go through this um, during many of the conversations that we have with clients who are carrying concealed weapons where we say, you have to understand that if you engage in deadly force, if you're presented with a deadly force uh, threat in your presence and you engage in deadly force because you are justified in doing so, you open yourself up to criminal so mm -hmm. criminal investigation, not necessarily being arrested, but certainly you will be the subject of a criminal investigation if you harm another human being. And then you open yourself up to the civil litigation aspect of that. And so you need to understand that if Bob the bad guy presents a threat to you and you don't feel that you have any recourse other than to engage him in deadly force and you do that, you run the risk of Bob the bad guy's family suing you. We also talk about the, because this is a question that comes up, you're in the parking lot of the grocery store when two 20-somethings are stomping the guy in the Korea War vet ball cap into the ground, and you decide this is a deadly force encounter that is occurring in my presence, and so I'm going to take action. You have opened the door for criminal and civil litigation, and you need to understand that. It doesn't mean... You say, no, I'm not going to do this. It means just like everything else that we've talked about this. You have to be able to immediately identify and articulate why something is a deadly threat and why you, can, you are justified in the response of deadly force. And then you have to be prepared to explain in excruciating detail to your attorney. And then your attorney can proffer to the police. And then you go from there. And then 
with any luck, you have hired yourself a viable subject matter expert to be part of your civil defense team. Um, and realistically, this is my advice, and you can contact Steve Washington Esquire to find out whether or not this is good advice, but you should start your civil defense program while you are in the process of developing your criminal defense program. Um, because what you don't want is you don't want three years to go by and you've started to move on with your life and, well, we didn't get sued, so we didn't prepare for that. Oh, and now there's a lawsuit and people are starting to attach things to my property. Which, which is, so there we really go. Good, which is a really good point. Yeah. Because we have a headline from Insider. Yeah. Right. Kyle Rittenhouse is being sued by the estate of a man he killed, complains that lawsuits make it harder for me to move on with my life. Well, yeah. I'm sure they do. I'm sure I'm sure they do. And 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 I, and, I, and I'm going to there's 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 another there's another comment in here I want to make and then, and then we'll we'll go on a little bit. But you know, the Rittenhouse is he's kind of lamented over the stress that the civil lawsuits are putting him under after being acquitted. Oh, absolutely. So again, um I, I really think that you know his defense team, their criminal defense attorneys, they're not they were not concerned about the civil lawsuits. They want to keep him out of prison. They want to keep him out of prison. So you know, and he, you know, further condemned you know these lawsuits as an attempt to strip strip Americans of their their Second Amendment rights of self defense. Again, I think that's the hyperbole of the trying to trying to work to the base. Um, again, I don't know that this is, this is just the, the environment that we live in, right? And it's a lack of understanding, I believe, you know, on the, on the forefront of this, that there's more to it than just surviving the criminal case. Yes. Um, you know, uh, and this, this is actually from a a interview he had with Tucker Carlson earlier this year when mm -hmm. Tucker was still, was still at Fox. Um, but he was complaining about the fact that he didn't have, he didn't have the money to pay his legal defense fees, sure. which understanding. This 20 um, year old kid. Right. Well, and that of course, you know, almost overnight got him about half a million dollars sure. in, in, in donations. So, but you know, with, with that, again, I, th I think a lot of, a lot of, when I started looking into this, He's a young kid. Mm -hmm. I also see a lot of people that aren't young kids mm -hmm. who do not understand yeah. the fact that there's more to there's more to self-defense than pressing the trigger. Yes. And winning the gunfight. Yes. And, and well, and, and we say, yeah. you always say, right? You know, how long do you have to get your gun out of the holster? The rest That's of your, your life. life. Right. And, and it is when you're, when you are on the range talking about winning a gunfight, it's about winning the gunfight, mm -hmm. but so much more of what we do. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what we try to talk about here is it's, it's winning, it's winning everything. everything yes. Right. And, 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 and again, it is, it's not about winning the gunfight. It's about winning well, again, I'll yeah. go back to it. The triple crown. Yeah. Right. It's it's winning all the way through. So you so you can get on with your life. Get on with your life. 
So, 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 so to step back and talk about Kyle Rittenhouse, just briefly, and I, I've never met this young man. Kyle, you're more than welcome to come on here and, and chat with us. I'd love to make that happen. Um, we'll do it after your, your civil cases because you yeah. probably shouldn't have done it. You yeah, probably shouldn't have been talking before yeah, you your civil cases. Have. Yeah, so yeah. where have we heard that? Yeah, keep your mouth mm-hmm. shut. Talk, talk to your attorney. Talk to people that you're allowed to talk to that they can't talk about what you talked about. But so first and foremost, when, when we step back and we look at the whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing. So I'm not at all shocked that Kyle Rittenhouse is perplexed that he's mm-hmm. being sued and that he's being that he's perplexed that how can they do this to us? Well, so he was either 17 or 18. He was a young man. Yeah. Um, and while he clearly understood the fundamentals of marksmanship, kudos to that, and he clearly understood what deadly force looks like and under what set of circumstances he can respond to deadly force. I don't know that he could pull the definition out of thin air, but but he, as, as the criminal case unfolded and showed, he clearly understood the difference between what is not deadly force and what is deadly force and when you cannot use deadly force and when you can because otherwise he'd have probably started shooting a lot sooner. Right. Right. So, so good on him for that. So many people that we come in contact with um, at various, various points in their life and in our training process, they go, well, I've got a gun so I can defend myself. So I'm good. Mm-hmm. As a horrible, horrible over oversimplification, um, and and I'll I'm going to go on record. If what if what you know about defending yourself and carrying a concealed weapon for defense is the result of the two hour video you took at a gun show, mm-hmm. you are not prepared. And if you think that prepared you. You shouldn't carry a gun because it's unrealistic. That's like saying, I watched Navy SEALs starring Michael Bean and Charlie Sheen. So I know all about special operations. And I can jump and, and out I, of a Jeep yeah, I over can, the bur- off, off the Berkeley, Berkeley Bridge, Bridge and, and I'll be good. And I'll be fine. Yeah. So, so there's that. So. <laughs> You really do need to understand the whole aspect of the situational awareness, everything to the left of bang, how to recognize that there's likely to be a bad situation so that you can afford to not be there when it happens. And then if you cannot get out of being there when it happens, how to deal with that. And then what you have to do to the right of bang. Well, as you said, the the triple crown. So the first thing you have to do is you have to win the gunfight. Because if you win the gunfight, everything else is academic. If you didn't win the gunfight, well, they're not going to prosecute your corpse and they're probably not going to sue. Well, they might sue your state. They might. But you won't be there to know about it. Right. Um, So there's nothing you can do about that. So the first thing you've got to do, it's it's a step-by-step process, is you have to defend, you have to win the gunfight. Once you've won the gunfight, now the next thing that you have to do is prevent yourself from going to jail, going to prison, mm-hmm. right? Which means that you have to have done all of the pre-leading homework. You have to be able to 
immediately articulate what is deadly force and when you may utilize deadly force so that you can recognize it and so that you can explain it to your attorney and so that you can then assist with your own defense. And then in addition to that, there are all the other things that go along with what you should do if you are likely to be the subject of a criminal investigation to prevent yourself from being successfully criminally prosecuted. I'm not going to give anybody uh, any deep or, um, or in-depth criminal advice, right? Legal events. Here's what I will tell you. If you find yourself in that kind of situation, find someone who has a, who is a recognized subject matter expert, which means they're a member of the bar, right? <laughs> not, not even they were a cop for 30 years. They're mm -hmm. a member of the bar. So they have standing, so they have understanding about procedure as well as code and get advice from them. Go there. The next thing that you should do, and this is why it's a step process. So you can win the gunfight and then lose the criminal case, right? That's bad. If you lose the criminal case, you are almost guaranteed to lose the civil case. You can, however, win the gunfight, win the criminal case, and still lose the civil case, right? So Kyle Rittenhouse is finding this out. Now, the reason Kyle doesn't know about this and the reason that Kyle was flabbergasted by this is probably because Kyle has probably gotten the vast majority of his legal education from the same place that the vast majority of America has gotten it, which is Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, NCIS, NCIS Louisiana, New Orleans, Miami, CSI, all of these shows that are literally legitimately bullshit, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I saw it on TV, so it must be true. No, that's not the case. When we talk about percentages, and, and this is something that's important that a lot of people don't understand about, and this is rough estimate here, but all things considered, and I should probably put the disclaimer, prior to everybody in the world having a cell phone and mm -hmm. posting shit completely out of context the minute they see it, in order for somebody to be convicted of a criminal act, what they have to have, if we start talking percentages, is we have to have proof beyond, proof beyond reasonable doubt. So if we're saying percentages, we're going to say 98.5%. So I have to have 98.5% proof that a given person committed a given crime at a given time and location in order to be able to convict that person of jail and send them, convict them of a crime, send them off to jail. We'll say 95, 98.5%. Somebody who's an attorney who can come up with a better number, you let me know and I'll be happy to cite you. But let's also not forget, when we start talking about self-defense, the, the crime, and I'm, I'm, I'm going yeah. to throw up the magic air, air quotes, yeah. is, in Kyle Rittenhouse's case, it, it, it is it's a gun, right? It, it, is a, it is a shooting. A shooting. I did this. Yes. You're right? having to admit you, that you, have you ad committed, you have admitted, an act. You have admitted. I committed an act that I should not be prosecuted I should not for. be prosecuted for or convicted of 
because I was acting in self-defense. Mm -hmm. But if not, you have admitted that you have committed an, an otherwise than criminal yes. act. Yes. You, you, yes. Yes. So, yeah. Right. So, so yeah. So if you're claiming self-defense and this is important, mm -hmm. so if you're claiming self-defense, then you are admitting you engaged in an activity that because of circumstances might not be criminal in nature, but most of the time is considered to be criminal in nature. Yes. Right. So you've got that going against you. The other thing that you have to understand too, um, and it's we have to say this because it's the society we live our we live in now. Um, if somebody has video footage of that act, and they put it on social media prior to the police being able to do anything about it, the trial in public opinion has already started. Mm -hmm. And depending on what's going on, you can find yourself in a position. There is a there's a suit going on now outside of, I think it's Milwaukee, where somebody is saying, based on what was going on on social media, there's no way I could get a fair trial. And that's why I was convicted. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that. But in the meantime, that guy's got to appeal because he got convicted. Yeah. And so, but if we go back to the percentage thing, to win a civil case, right, because Jeopardy doesn't attach, mm -hmm. the bar is much lower. And so now if we talk about percentages, now what we have to have is we have to have, realistically, preponderance of the evidence, right? right? Which is, we'll say this, 50.001% that mm -hmm. this person committed this crime at this time. Um, and then that's how you get that. I mean, famously, right? That's how OJ exactly. got found responsible for the deaths of two people that the, the criminal court said he did not murder. Did not murder. And right. the, civil kit, the civil jury said, oh, he's responsible for their deaths. Right. Hand over some money. So it's a very different line in the sand when we start talking about, you know, how the civil case goes. And the other thing to remember about that is, you know, because Jeopardy doesn't apply, Fifth Amendment is a very, very gray area about that. All right. I'd love to have an attorney come in here and tell me whether or not in a civil case regarding relative to a criminal case, whether or not somebody can be compelled to testify against themselves because Jeopardy does not apply because that's the mm -hmm. big issue. Uh, for that, but it's interesting to look at. Um, so most people don't know that. And that's why Kyle finds himself going, well, what do you mean? Now I will say this. Um, yes, yes. If, if, and there, there is no, there is no arguing that there is a segment of society and a segment of the media that do not want anybody under any set of circumstance to have guns. Absolutely. Other than the government, of course. Mm -hmm. And that, that same crowd will point to everything that they can to exacerbate the situation. Um, and they have deep pockets. And so that same crowd held Kyle Rittenhouse up 
as the personification of evil. And this this proves why people shouldn't have AR-15s. Right. Right. He became the poster child for the the anti-gun crowd for this is why nobody should be allowed to have an AR-15. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he was the poster child for the AR-15 crowd. They go, no, this is, this this is, is exactly why you need one. So he's so, caught himself in the middle. So, so, Understa- let me, so understand if you're carrying a concealed weapon and you defend yourself, depending on the set of circumstances, you might find yourself being the next Kyle Rittenhouse. That should not discourage you from going, oh, Jesus, I, I don't want to risk that, so I'm just going to not defend myself. What it means is you should be aware of this and you should conduct yourselves accordingly. There you go. So one little bit, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't think we wanted to go in, but, you know, down the, the Kyle Rittenhouse criminal case rabbit hole too much, but you did make a, you did make a good point. The fact that Kyle Rittenhouse had a AR-15, he shot who he shot. He didn't shoot anyone he didn't intend to shoot. Yep. And I think that is a, had he had a handgun, he he may have he may have Missed. lost some rounds elsewhere. Right? Yep. That is that is the advantage of a long gun, uh, in in many cases. Um, they are inherently yeah. more it, accurate. I mean, in, in, in those close quarters, I'm not sure that I would have preferred a long gun as opposed to, you know, but. Well, that, that's you, a, of course, that's you wouldn't hold enough to have a handgun. It, right. So, I mean, that's, it is what it is, right? Yeah. But, you know, to, 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 to flip further down this, right? You know, last week you kind of did an impromptu yeah. session with, uh, with W3 yeah. on, on home defense. Yes. Right. And it kind of, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing kind of came up. And you know, came to the forefront of some things in, in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then I got asked a question on, well, how was it that Kyle Rittenhouse was able to claim self-defense? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we always talk about is, look, someone someone breaks into your house in the middle of the night, you should not be you should not be going looking for the bad guy. Hole up in your bedroom, good defensible position. Yeah, and take position there. Mm-hmm. And the specific question was, well, how is he claim? How, how is it that Kyle is able to claim self defense, but if I go looking for somebody in my house, well, I lose the right to self defense. And like you don't lose mm-hmm. the right to self defense. And and I, I you know I'll be very clear on that. And mm-hmm. had somebody when we had this discussion on an earlier podcast was like, you can't tell me what to do. I can go anywhere I want within my house. I was I'm like, you're right. I'm not telling you, you can't go wherever you want in your house. But this is the key piece of, of, of what I want, what I want, what I want to bring up from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is when you leave your room, you know, if you're, if you leave your room and start, you know, doing one man CQ three CQC through your house first it is always easier to be on the defense than on the offense mm-hmm. and once you leave and start you know playing rabbit down the uh, down the hallway you are going on the offense mm-hmm. um, but then the other and again I don't want to harp into you know look back a few where, where, where we where we discussed this, but you don't want to shoot 
you know, Charlie the meth head, you know, who is looking, you know, who's, who's, who's rummaging, rummaging through your pantry looking for peanut butter, mm-hmm. right? Because you may not want him in your house. I wouldn't want hit Charlie the meth head in my house either, yeah. but it is not a death sentence no. for Charlie the meth head to steal your peanut butter. Nope. Right? And that is where you might, mm-hmm. you might win a criminal case, mm-hmm. but that is that, that extra step that might cause you to lose a civil case. Yes. So and, and- I, I want to throw you know, your thoughts on, on the whole written house where uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give the setup because what sure. was asked was, well, well, how was it that, that Kyle was able to get away with and why he was not convicted of this mm-hmm. and when he's, he's out there in the community as well. He was <clears throat> where he was allowed to be mm-hmm. when he was allowed to be. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, he was not in an area he was not allowed to be. He was not doing something he wasn't allowed to do. <coughs> Correct. All right. So yeah, I'll let All you. Right. So there. so the the easy answer to that, and then I'll, I'll I'll roll back into this one. But the easier answer, the easy answer, when we say, well, how is it that if I leave the I leave my bedroom, mm-hmm. and uh, I decide I'm going to go all John Wick, SEAL Team Six, and go stalking through my house and looking for whoever it is who's trying to steal my my kitchen utensils, how I'm going to lose the argument of self-defense um, and the applicability of that as opposed to Kyle Rittenhouse. And the answer is direction of movement. And here's how this works. So Kyle Rittenhouse was at a place where he was allowed to be doing a thing that he was allowed to do. And somebody came along to where he was and aggressed him. And he had a point of egress and he fled the the threat. He, He moved away from the threat because he had the ability to move away from the threat and the threat pursued him and when he reached a point because of proximity where he could no longer flee the threat, he then engaged the threat. So the threat came to him. He moved away from the threat. The threat pursued him. He engaged the threat. If the threat is in your kitchen and you are in your bedroom and you move to the threat, you have now put yourself in the position to be on the receiving end of the threat. Somebody breaking into your house and you're in the far end of the house and you're able to close the door between you and they, they are not then an eminent and viable deadly force threat. When may you utilize deadly force? In the presence of a viable, eminent, deadly force threat is when you can utilize deadly force. So if I'm not under threat and then I intentionally put myself in threat, then you don't get to claim 
self-defense. Now you can follow the argument of, well, they were in my house, so I did what I had to do. Feel free. And depending on who the Commonwealth Attorney's Office mm -hmm. uh, is, you might get away with that. But the reality of it is, when you stop and you look at it from another stance, because it all has to do with proximity. So if you're on, if you're on the west side of the Burger King, in your car, and on the east side of the Burger King, a fight breaks out and somebody has a knife, you get out of your car and you run around the north side of the building to the east side of the building and insert yourself into the knife fight and then shoot somebody, you're going to have a tough time explaining why you shot the person who was not a threat until you inserted yourself into this problem. Mm -hmm. Now, you may slide by on the criminal case. Mm -hmm. Maybe, depending on where you are. This goes out, I guess, worldwide. It's right. on the interwebs. So Texas, eh, you might be good. The Dakotas, eh, you might be good. Chicago, nope. New York, nope. California, nope. Northern Virginia, Maryland, eh. Who knows? Depending on where you are in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Ain't no telling. Mm -hmm. um, but from a civil standpoint, you're not going to win it. It's yeah. that simple. The bar becomes... Lower. Yeah, but, but, and, and yeah. Th then the reality of it then becomes, because in the civil case, you're going to have to answer this question. Yes or no, you shot this person. And the answer is yes. yes. And why did you shoot them? They were a deadly force threat. Why were they a deadly force threat? Well, they threatened me with a knife. At what point did they threaten you with a knife? Well, when I ran over and inserted myself into the melee, they threatened me with a knife. So the melee didn't come to you. You decided to jump in the fight and you're not a law enforcement officer with a duty to act. Correct. Okay, we would like to add some zeros to the end of our number at this stage of the game. And they're likely to get it. And that, and that's why that's, that's the whole reason of it. It's, it's the, it literally becomes the, it's a, it's a simplification, but it's, mm -hmm. did the threat come to you or did you go right. to the threat? Right. And again, I mean, even within that's your not, house, I, I, I yeah. think, I think you, you end up in the, 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 the chance of losing the criminal case inside your house as long as it's legitimate and viable is lower yes fairly slim but the the ease in which you can lose the civil case when Great. you've done that because the the attorney the attorney for the plaintiff is going to very clearly go well you shot him correct yes i shot him i'm not going to ask why I'm not going to ask you why you shot him, nope. but I'm going to go, where were you when you first heard him come in the house? Well, I was in, I was in my bed asleep. So, so you got out of your bedroom and then you went to the kitchen and you just murdered. Well, the, the argument, just the way they're going to phrase it, you got out of the, you got out of the bed uh -huh. and you got your gun Come on. and then you stalked through the house mm -hmm. like a predator. And as soon as you saw 
my client's cousin or whoever this is, then you murdered him. He's murdered. And then right. your attorney will go, move to strike. And right. the judge will go, yeah. you guys will forget what you just heard. Right. Sure yeah. you will. Mm-hmm. Sure you will. I'll forget. If you order me to, I'll forget what Marilyn Monroe looks like in a bikini. Right. Yeah. You used, to have, you used to have those posters up on the wall. So that's of course. But that's a whole different, that's a whole different scenario that plays out than why you, you shot him. Yes, I shot him. Well, I shot him when he kicked the door to my bedroom open. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that, yeah. right. That, that yeah. becomes there, there's, there's a yeah. difference after in, locking the bedroom door and yelling through the door. I'm armed and I've called the police and they're on their way. Mm-hmm. Then the guy kicked the door in, at right. which point in time I did not wait for him to cross the bedroom to further prove that he had ill intent. Right. And yeah. And the jury of people, whether they, you know, chose to, to sit on jury duty or they failed to be able to get out of jury duty, when you say when they hear the door to the to the bedroom mm-hmm. was kicked in, at that point, it is very very hard for anyone sitting in the jury box, any reasonable human being, any well any reasonable human being to come to any other conclusion that the person that kicked in the door meant the person on the other side harm. Yeah. Because at right. that stage of the game, right. they broke into your house, mm-hmm. and then they broke into another space where they knew you were. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and if they were just there to steal your TV, they'd they have just taken the TV and left. They would have not moved into the living portion of your yes. house. And, the and intimate I, and living I, portion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I and I and I believe that that, you know, the, the things that we talk about, it, it's the, the the Kyle Rittenhouse piece, you know, helps illustrate some of the some of the things that, that we try to convey yeah. right and and it, and and it is just that it is not about am i legally is the legal line crossed that i'm that i can press the trigger and it's it's understanding the you know that again i say it all the time the best way to win a gunfight is not to be where the gunfight is that's right and if you choose to put yourself into the position of being where the gunfight is, your choice in the civil case, mm-hmm. correct me if you think I'm wrong, but your choice is part of the case. Yeah. Whereas in the criminal case, were you allowed to be there? Mm-hmm. Were you not allowed to be there? I was allowed to be there. I was somewhere where I was allowed to be, when I was allowed to be there, doing something I was allowed to do. Okay, you're good. Yeah. In the civil case, what's going to come out, I'm going to assume, is while you might have legally been able to be there, you are in the midst of a, what could turn into a violent demonstration with a gun by yourself, it's a number of, there's a number of things that Kyle Rittenhouse did that are going to be conveyed to a jury mm-hmm. that show poor judgment that led to, yep. that, that led to the outcome. Yeah. And, and, and that is 
the the loss in the court of public opinion mm -hmm. is is where the civil case goes because that is what the people that can convicted him of a crime in the court of public opinion, mm -hmm. they used those things, yep. which are not legal things, nope. but, they are, things. but they are things that are going to come up in the civil case. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. So any other thoughts? No, I mean, just, it's not enough to understand the fundamentals of marksmanship and get an education about how to get your gun from the holster and get the first shot on target. That's amazingly important. And in the event that you find yourself in a deadly force situation that you have to employ whatever concealed weapon for concealed weapon you've got, that is at, at that point in time, that's the only skill set that matters. Right? Mm -hmm. Your ability to diagram a sentence is irrelevant at that point right. in time. Um, being able to do algebra is not a big deal. But it's, you know, statistically, civilian gunfight is eight seconds, right? At altosis distance. That's eight seconds out of the entirety of your life. Mm -hmm. With any luck, however old you are when this terrible thing happens, you're going to live another 40 or 50 years, hopefully. Um, you've got to be prepared for both sides of this incident. And if you're not doing your due diligence, then you're, then everything else that you're doing is, is damn near irrelevant, you know, it, because, you know, we talk about, um, in the aftermath of it, going out and talking to somebody, mm -hmm. right? Getting, getting the help that you need because you've been involved in a horribly, uh, traumatic experience. That is just as important, right? As, not having to be homeless, mm -hmm. not losing all the money you've ever had out of the money you ever want to have. And, and there are things that people don't think about this. I guarantee Kyle Rittenhouse did not think of the prospect of, well, if I go here and I guard this guy's property, which is an honorable and, and admirable thing for him to do because he's worried about somebody else being able to make a living. But if he loses the civil case and they go, well, and take two million of your dollars, Good luck with that. I don't have $2 million. You don't right now, but we'll make it an attachment. Mm -hmm. And then when you get a job, we're going to garnish your wages until we get our $2 million. Right. And if you don't get a good job, you know, if you're not on Mad Men, you know, making a million dollars a year, you could get your wages garnished. For the entirety of your life, mm -hmm. right? And it's and it's it's all based on decisions that you make and the impact that they have further down the line. We're familiar with this, mm -hmm. right? I made a decision when I was 17 years old that had an effect until I was in my 40s, mm -hmm. and I decided to join the military. Mm -hmm. And I decided to join again and join again and again. But yeah, so I mean, you know, you make you make some decisions and they have lasting impact into the future. Carrying a weapon, carrying a concealed weapon, electing to defend yourself, which I'm, a, I'm an advocate of. I think more mm -hmm. people ought to do it, actually, um, because 
that leads to now you understand that you have to be responsible for yourself and all of your actions. Um, but you've got to look, you've got to look downrange and go, okay, if this is what I decide to do, what is the impact 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. Food for thought. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Good, good thing to talk about. That's, that's a pretty good subject. I like yeah. that. Glad we had to talk through that. All right, so hopefully we, uh, we gave everybody a little something to, to think about. I mean, I don't, I don't think any feelings should have been hurt today. It was uh, kind of a deep dive into a subject that's kind of kind of. Well, I think somebody if, well, if they haven't if they haven't done their due diligence and they're a fucking drugstore cowboy, I think they're looking feelings got hurt. Oh, someone like, hey, can't tell me what to do. Well, you can do what you you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you can do what you want. You're, you're as long as you're willing to accept the consequences of what you do, and it's it's. Is what it is. I I saw a little snippet of something where uh, that floated by. I was talking about rules for for whatever whatever industry he was in and and, and carrying a gun and you know well, there's all these all these companies have rules against this and and the states have rules against this and I live by the you know, the you know, judge by twelve and carried by six and it's you know it's well it's there's there's Everyone, everyone chooses the chooses what they're willing to accept in their life, mm-hmm. right? So if you're willing to choose to break the law to carry a gun, as as he was advocating, which is not really the subject of what we're talking about here, you know, that's it's it's a choice. It's a choice he makes. So, but the point is, you know, choose choose wisely, and I think the key. Key point we're hoping to get across on this is you've got to win that that triple crown. Self defense is not about is not about just winning the gunfight. Mm-hmm. It's not about staying out of jail. It really is about win the gunfight. Don't go to jail and don't get sued into homelessness. So you have to live under a box under the bridge. That's right. Or by the railroad tracks. Either one. Living in a van down by the river. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Hey, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Be safe. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm. This is why we have said time and time again, you know, what happens in the instance, in the the worst possible moment that you can have in your life if you're you're John Q. Citizen. um, 25 months later... 12 people who aren't smart enough to get out of jury duty decide whether or not you get to give away give all the money you'll ever hope to have. With a lower bar. <laughs>